This is the Londuke Journal Podcast for Sunday, August 21st in the year of our Lord, 2022. We're going to do news today. Just like every Sunday, we talk about Linux news and Unix news and alternative operating system and retro computing news because, let's face it, all other news is either boring or depressing. (laughs) So we just talk about the stuff that fills our hearts with joy, the good nerdy stuff. Uh, Let's dive right... Oh, I should say, I should say, if you you don't already subscribe to the blah, 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 you should subscribe to the blah, 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 and click on the subscribe buttons, blah, blah, blah. All right, promotion complete. Uh, First (laughs) news item this week. Uh, this This is actually kind of an interesting week historically. So this is both... Uh, this last week is the 25th birthday of the Gnome Project, or the Gnome Project, if you pronounce it incorrectly, and the Debian Project, or the Debian Project, if you pronounce it correctly. This is just a, a little little side note uh, for those who don't know about this. So Debian is is a combination of Deborah and Ian. Uh, the the guy the guy that made Debian was was Ian, uh, and his girlfriend at the time, who he later married, was Deborah. Deb Ian, and that's why Debian is named Debian. Uh, Gnome is pronounced is is spelled that way because it's it's silly. Um, so today, so the twenty fifth and the 29th uh, birthday respectively, and here's what kind of blows my mind about all of that is that I've been using both of them for most of that time. I mean, not the whole time. I, I didn't, I see, I, I first installed Debian. It would have been in the late, late 90s, like very, very, like 99 in a time frame, right? Possibly even 2000 when I first installed Debian. Uh, and Gnome, uh, and Gnome would have been, you know, probably somewhere right around there. Because the first Gnome I installed, no, 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 it would have been 90, oh, 98 or so, pretty early on. Uh, the first Gnome I installed was Gnome version 1.0 something on Red Hat. Uh, back back before Fedora existed, uh, Red Hat was a desktop Linux distribution, right? Uh, Red <laughs> there was it wasn't just like Red Hat Enterprise Server or whatever it is now, and and Fedora as the community thing. There was just Red Hat, <laughs> and that's what you get. You can buy it in a box. It was awesome. You could buy it in a nice box, and and uh, and it, by default, I think it used uh, uh, Gnome version one and it was great uh i was it was a fun system i mean when i say it was a fun system it broke all the time i mean i mean let's not kid ourselves it it did did i get sound working i I think i did after i made several incantations to the dark lord and sacrificed several animals and then threw my entire computer in a microwave i think spontaneously sound started working at that point and uh, don't even ask about Wi-Fi. I mean, that was, I mean, people weren't really using Wi-Fi much, uh, any sort of wireless much back then. Uh, people just used, you know, Ethernet. But even then, oh, geez, getting it working was kind of a chore. It was a real chore. And heaven help you if you wanted to use a dial-up modem. Oh, gosh. Oh, did things not work? But anyway, uh, it was it was a fun time. That was a really fun time in the Linux world, like the late, late 90s, you know? 
Uh, really, it really was great. It really was fantastic. Uh, I, I've linked to a State and Future of Gnome article from the year 2000. Uh, so 22 years ago, when Gnome was just three-ish years old, something like that. Uh, anyway, it, it's 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 a really fascinating read. It's from the, the Linux Journal, uh, which uh, I have a, a, a mild love for. I used to be the deputy editor over there, so... Uh, I love that publication. The Linux Journal was fantastic. May she rest in peace. Uh, anyway, it, it's a fantastic article uh, that kind of goes over basically where GNOME was and and what they saw as the future of GNOME from the point of view of the year 2000. And wow, it was it different. <laughs> Not only was it different back then compared to how it is now, which, you know, you can that's how it is. Everything changed when GNOME Shell came about back with GNOME 3. But their future, what they were looking forward to, oh man. I mean, there's some similarities, but it is just an entirely different viewpoint and and set of goals and everything. It was just just mind-blowing. I, I recommend reading that one. I, I just It's fun to look back and see how things have changed over the years and how the viewpoints of the people in the project have changed. And I don't even know that anyone that contributed to that article, because it was, I think there was three gnome contributors uh including miguel de acasa who who was one of the guys that started gnome uh who no longer uses linux at all and talks about how awful linux is <laughs> seriously he went over to work at microsoft and just just started talking about how linux is just the worst and he hates linux and blah 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 anyway so i don't even know that any of those guys are still involved with gnome which is not surprising because the, the the strategy of GNOME has changed so much over the years. You know, from if you use GNOME version one, it was rough. It was rough around the edges. And then GNOME 2 came along and it was awesome. I'm sorry. That was the high point of GNOME. It was great, especially after a year or two and they got a lot of bug fixes going. It just got so stable and light and configurable and it was just a delight to use. Uh, so that that for me was the, the high point of GNOME. But I, yeah, I, I don't know of a lot of people that are currently currently driving gnome that were around back then i mean it's it's just changed so so much uh second news story second news story an apple this is awesome this is awesome so an apple one prototype board <laughs> it's so cool it looks like it, it has a uh, a bite taken out of it by a yeti <laughs> On the edge, like a whole a whole corner of it appears to be broken off. Uh, but an Apple One prototype board. In fact, this was an Apple One prototype board that Steve Jobs demoed uh, to to a, a computer store in the Bay Area way way back when. An Apple One, right? It just sold. This is from 1976. It just sold at auction for six hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars and one hundred ninety six dollars. $677,000. 600. Uh, oh, holy smokes. That is one expensive, chewed on looking motherboard right there. But you know, it was all put together by hand by Waz and, and Steve and, and super cool. Uh, now, here's the crazy thing the buyer, the guy or girl who spent $677,000 on it. Wanted to remain anonymous. <laughs> they don't want anyone to know. 
I mean, I, I guess I understand. I mean, if, if you just plop down the better part of a million buckaroonies on a board like that, I mean, maybe you don't want anyone to know that you've got it, right? Like, if you want to keep it a secret so you can keep it safe, I, I guess I understand that. It just, it just kind of blows my mind that someone would buy such an important part of computing history. I mean, the Apple One was a critical, critical machine in the history of personal computers. I mean, you know, if you if you created a list of like the 10 computers that really changed things, I mean, the Apple One would probably be on it. It's, it's an important piece of history. And they're going to keep it a secret? So is it just going to go in a vault somewhere? I, I I mean, is it? Are they going to? Is it? Are they going to donate it to a museum? Uh, is it going to go into some like private collection that won't be seen for another hundred years? I have no idea. <laughs> but it it exists and it's cool looking and it looks like it's been gnawed on. Uh, the whole corner has been chewed off. <laughs> you know, you think. You think if you spend the better part of a million bucks on a motherboard, it, it should it should boot, it should post, you know? <laughs> I doubtful this one would. <coughs> um, all right. Uh, and then uh, a third story. Third story. So a man, a man <laughs> hacked a John Deere tractor computer to run Doom, which is the coolest thing. That's super, super cool. So this this hacker, this hacker, this totally elite hacker that probably hangs out with Angelina Jolie. His name is Sick Codes. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's funny. That's funny right there. Sick Codes. <laughs> That's just... Oh, I mean, I mean, mad respect for what this guy did. But his name is Sick Codes. I, I was watching um, an episode. I've been watching uh, D- <laughs> not Deep Space Nine. I, I've been watching Sequest DSV, and uh, there's an episode of Sequest DSV. Uh, it's fairly early on where uh, uh, the character, the, the teenager played by Jonathan Brandis, uh, goes to this undersea hub. Right. This undersea Internet hub. And they don't really call it the Internet. They call it the Internex. And, they, <laughs> you know, it's this fiber optic hub with these cool little undersea domes. Anyway, he goes there and it's filled with teenagers, teenage elite hackers, you know, who are there to keep it up and running. And they're all overseen by this cool dude, hacker, older guy who was, uh, who's played by, uh, uh, the guy who played Tuvok in, um, in, uh, 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 Star Trek Voyager. Anyway, uh, so they're, they're there and everyone has totally elite hacker names. Like, you know, like some of them just are just random names. Like one of them's Frankenstein and one's Wolfman and one, you know, things like that. But they're all, they're all, I'm this hacker. Oh, sweet man. And they do all sorts of, of elite hacking using 3d models and, and everyone, you know, is like, Oh, he's doing such good hacking. And it's just, it's the cheesiest thing. I, I love I love 1990s, like mid-90s representations of hacking are the most enjoyable thing. It's just, it like, it makes you cringe. Like, it makes your whole body cringe, but, like, in a good way. Like, like it brings you joy. It's so awful. 
Oh, it's so bad. I, I highly recommend checking it out. It's 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 truly, truly terrible, but wonderful at the same time. Anyway, so sick codes. <laughs> oh, man. So he hacked his John Deere tractor computer. And, you know, that's a big deal because John Deere has made a big point about how people aren't supposed to have access to that computer and... Oh, they've been kind of fighting against, they have all sorts of DRM and protection schemes. So you're not supposed to be able to like do any like self repair jobs on your, on your tractors, which is just totally lame. Anyway. So of course, once you tell people that you're not allowed to hack on this, people are going to work extra hard to do so. And so he did it and he posted the, the technicals, uh, the technical schematics of it. Uh, and it's, it's fascinating because according to sick codes, it took him, quote, months to gain access to this computer. Now, what's really interesting is the CPU is an NXP IMX6. The operating system is Wind River Linux 8. Yeah. Um, and this comes from a John Deere model uh, 4240 tractor. And uh, it uses it heavily uses uh, Yocto and Qt. Uh, for a lot of the a lot of the stuff, uh, and the D X Windows Display Server is G6WM. Well, what's really kind of interesting is everything runs as root. Yeah, baby, the whole thing. That's hardcore. Like your tractor, what's it run? My tractor runs Linux. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and it runs as root. I mean, that's just that's some serious Thunderdome action right there. I I love that a lot. Anyway, so he got he got Doom up and running. And it's not just like a regular Doom. It's a modified Doom where you can ride around in a tractor. So you see a little steering wheel in front of you. And you're in a cornfield, right? So you can play Doom like you're a corn farmer driving a tractor on board your Linux-powered John Deere 4240 uh, model computer. That's just really cool. That's just... It's adorable is what it is. So way to go, sick codes. <laughs> I should change my, make my hacker name just like, like, Leet Haxor. <laughs> just, just sick codes. <laughs> I just, I got to assume, because the guy is clearly talented, right? And he clearly has a great sense of humor. I'm mad props to him, right? I, I don't want to dog on this guy at all, because, I, I mean, I love what he did. But the... <laughs> the name he has to have picked out his name when he was 12 right you have to have been like a 12 year old kid who had just watched uh the movie hackers and you'd wanted to pick out your your hacker name and you picked out sick codes and you registered that name sick codes on every bbs you could dial into in the greater chicagoland area or wherever you were from right like you and you're, you're just stuck you're like oh well i'm sick codes forever now and then he's like then all of a sudden flash forward and you're a 40 year old man <laughs> and, you're, and your name is sick codes <laughs> I, I don't know how his friends could could help but go up to him and be like hey sick codes how you doing i mean that's just utterly utterly ridiculous i love it though Anyway, uh, I've got a I've got a picture up of it of uh, up on the article. Go to check it out at uh, lunduke.substack.com. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, that's that's the, that's the news for this week. Oh man, 
So it's kind of it's kind of a fun week. I mean, we got we got a nice a nice broad mix. Uh, those of you out there, uh, we got a, we got a fun week for the week ahead. Uh, definitely stay stay glued to either the lenduk.substack.com or lenduk.locals.com because we've got so much stuff happening this week. Uh, just just so 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 much stuff. It, I've been working to try and get ahead because uh, for for about a week now, I've known that I have a whole bunch of stuff that I'm going to be releasing this week. And so man, I'm like, I gotta get ahead of ahead of the game. So as of just a couple hours ago, I finished up all the articles for the week. They're done. So they're in the can. They're scheduled. They're registered. They're ready to go. Uh, the The article for tomorrow is on hard drives, which you're like, oh, that's not that interesting. The, I'm talking like the proto hard drives, not not the hard like not like those big hard drives. I'm talking like the original pre-hard drives, hard drives, and the machines that inspired the technology that became hard drives and all that stuff. I got pictures and, and some of the history behind it. It's it's really it's really pretty fascinating how how hard drives and generally magnetic medium came to be. And the story of how the original floppy disk was invented and failed utterly. The first, it was just it failed utterly and totally and and rolled into what would become the first hard drive sort of. Uh, and then we would have floppies for quite some time after that. It's it's a really it's a really fascinating tale. And then then the whole rest of the week we've got more fun stuff. So so stay tuned. Hang out with us. It's fantastic. And again, if you have not signed up and registered, what registered, subscribed, subscribed over on substack.com or locals.com, do that because a lot of the stuff that we're going to be releasing is some of them are cool perks for just the regular subscribers and some of them are really cool perks for the founding members and the lifetime subscribers. Uh, you're going to really like this stuff. Uh, I- I'm confident. It's it's all over the map too. It's just it's it's just you know you you're like me. I'm guessing. And if you when you look down at your computer, you've got you you just look at it and you look in a folder called projects or something and you've got 80,000 different folders of different projects in different states of completion. That's how I I am, right? And uh, a bunch of things just kind of finally fell together over the last few weeks. And I'm I, I'm pretty jazzed. I'm like, you know what? They're ready. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put them out. And so they're all coming out. I'm gonna stagger them over the course of the week. Um, some of them some of them a little bit past a week. Some of them will be next weekend. But uh, it's gonna be a fun week. So make sure make sure you do the subscribey thing. Do the subscribey thing. It's it's fantastic and you love it. It's it's wonderful uh, and happy days. Also, if you want to do the lifetime subscription thing, it is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It gets you all the founding member perks, which means you get everything, and you only have to pay once, and you never have to pay again for the life of everything. So that that's kind of cool. And if you currently have a monthly or yearly or founding member subscription, you can roll that into a lifetime subscription. So however much you paid for your monthly or yearly or founding member or whatever subscription you have, you can just subtract that amount from the total you would pay for a lifetime subscription. You're like, I've already paid this much. And I'll be like, yeah, I accept that. And you can just just pay the remainder of it and boom, Bob's your uncle, away you go. If you go to lunduke.substack.com and click on the about button at the top, you can find all the details on on how to do that. It's it's really pretty straightforward. Uh, I, I I highly recommend it. If you plan on being nerdy, 
for more than another year or so. <laughs> like if you if you think there's a chance you might not be a nerd in a year, don't do it. Don't get a lifetime subscription. But <laughs> if you if you might derive enjoyment because someone has the hacker name of Sick Codes, you might find that entertaining more than a year from now. Or if you yourself are sick codes, you probably want to grab a lifetime subscription. Anyway, uh, love love y'all. Love y'all. I hope you guys got, a, got to have something really fun to do this week. Hope you did something really nerdy. Hope someone gave you a high five or a hug or some other, like, a, like a, one of those chest bumps where you jump at your buddies and you go, oh, you know, one of those things. Hope you got to do one of those this week. <laughs> all right, everybody, I will see you all a little bit later.